The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. It is a beautiful day outside. It, uh, I, I should say, feels like fall. We didn't have a whole lot of spring, so it could feel like spring to it. Just good weather outside. Currently, our temperature in downtown Murfreesboro is uh, 68 degrees. Man, that, uh, that would spoil you after a while. And we're going to be talking about our uh, schools. Schools are open again. Obviously, you know that. Well, not obviously for everybody. If you don't have any children of school age, uh, you if you're not around, uh, out driving around during school hours, you may not be aware that schools are open again. And we have some friends from the Rutherford County School Resource Officer Program with us. Sergeant Dustin Cox is one of those with us this morning. Dustin, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us today. Good to be here. You brought a friend with you. I did. I brought Sergeant Jones. He's also a supervisor in the SRO division. Well, good to have you. And uh, is there any difference uh, this year in what you're seeing at the schools versus last year? No, just, just the same school year. Um, usually the first couple of weeks of school is hectic anyway with um, some of these kids going to middle school or going to high school or some of these parents have little kindergarten kids um, trying to show up, hang out in the parking lot, make sure their kids get in. But just another school year. Now, are the uh, are you seeing more students? Have the schools grown much? Oh, absolutely. The schools are growing man, every day, every day to every year. More students are coming into schools. And do the parents, because uh, a lot of them are not familiar with the area, so they could easily get lost uh, not familiar with the traffic patterns and what have you. Uh, what do they come to you? Do they stop? So is there time to stop and talk with you? Um, yeah, there is. Um, all the SROs are supposed to be outside um, greeting parents, uh, helping children get into the schools. Um, we have a lot of parents that are, these schools are getting built beside each other. So they're getting a little um, lost of what school to go to. So yeah, these SROs are pointing in the right direction and trying to help these parents and these students to get in the right school, get in the right classroom, and, and start learning the, the routine that they have to get into. That singular uh, campus concept for elementary, middle, and high school, I, I guess they've gone to that for cost savings. Yeah, they have. It's, I mean, it's, it's cheaper to build one campus than to have three campuses spread out. That's true. So uh, is it, other than uh, the congestion How's it working? I mean, the congestion's always going to be a headache. Yeah. Um, school traffic, uh, I think the biggest headache is just make sure these parents understand the school zone lights. Um, the speed limit going through school zones, when the light's flashing, you slow down. Um, I think the biggest issue we're having right now during the schools is um, some of these lights are older and they're breaking down, not working on a proper time. So, these parents are driving through because the lights are not flashing. Um, we just need to make sure these parents understand that if the lights are broke, you know school starts at 730, slow down coming through that school zone. 
Is it pretty obvious something's going on? I mean, the traffic is heavy enough that they should see. I mean, it's just it's just a, the county's growing so much that traffic's going to be bad wherever you go. Are your police cars out in the middle of the road, or do they notice those being parked around? No, the SROs are um, they're basically supposed to be inside the school to keep the safety uh, in in the school. We do have deputies in the local jurisdictions: Smyrna, Laverne, Eagleville. Murfreesboro, they will come out and turn the lights on, sit on the side to make sure these cars slow down. But these SROs, they're in with the kids because um, that's their number one job is the safety of the children. Okay, so did you have anything? Did I hear you? Okay, I thought you had something. Okay, <laughs> don't want to leave you out there. Uh, now, with the high schools, a lot of the drivers who are there during the busy time are teenage drivers. Uh, are they creating any issues or are they having uh, concerns or what, what are they doing? No, from what I can see is the high school traffic, it's only in the afternoons. In the morning times, the high school students, a bunch of them get there a little earlier than they're supposed to to hang out in the parking lots with their friends. Um, the afternoon is what becomes a... Um, an issue with these uh, high school drivers because they're all wanting to leave really fast at the same time. Yeah. They're yeah. all running out of school to get to their car to get home. Um, we just got to make sure these students in the high schools understand that. Um, slow, slow down. Um, if the, you know, hang out, talk to your friends in the hallways, make your way out to your car slowly. By the time you get out there, a lot of that traffic will be died down. So it'll give you more time safe to get home. So if, if there was something you wanted to get across to the student drivers, that would be it. Don't rush out and try to jump in and make the traffic even worse. Absolutely, because a lot of accidents we, we have in high schools right now are student drivers uh, trying to rush, cut off cars in the parking lots to be the first one out. Um, their friends are letting 10 cars in front of them, and then everybody starts honking the horns, and then it becomes a, a yelling match at, with, between students and um, just slow down, pay attention. Um, it's like I tell these team drivers, all the wrecks that you get involved into, 99% of them is nature's fault. It's the people that's driving around you. So if you're concentrating on you, what you're doing and not what's going around you, you could be in an accident. So you've got to be prepared of what's going around you. So avoid being an accident, but uh, they, for, for their concern, avoid getting your really cool car <laughs> trashed. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, that's why I, I tell my kid, I'm like, just take your time. You gotta hang out in the parking lot for thirty minutes. I'd rather be home safe without no accidents than be home thirty minutes oh, early. Absolutely, having that chance. So, and are there ever serious injuries or serious accidents in these school time accidents? I mean, the reason I ask that is because it looks like it would be mostly fender benders there at the parking lot, but. The fender benders are, are pretty bad for something the kids put all their time into. Absolutely. Usually the accidents that occur on school campus is fender benders, um, you know, losing a bumper, nothing major where it's an injury. Um, usually that happens when they get off school and they start showing off. Uh, look at the kind of car I got or these trucks or these, these cars. They'll spin tires, lose control. Um, all their friends will be behind them. They'll speed up. To, to race them and we lose control so usually in the schools this is minor damage we hear so much about metro nashville having problems with speeding uh with racing mainly racing 
Uh, is that a problem in Rutherford County? Not currently. No, I don't. I don't think we have any speeders, racers, people racing each other. I don't. I don't see an issue of that here in Rutherford County. Okay, that's good. So, uh, thank goodness for that. Let's look at some of the other things that are happening uh, with the school resource officer program. You have a golf tournament coming up next month, I understand. Absolutely. This is our third annual golf tournament. Um, it's uh, on September 16th at 8 o'clock in the morning at Cedar Crest Golf Course. Ah, okay. um, we This is the third year we decided to uh, uh, try to find a way to raise funds for our special needs kids in our county. Um, so all the money raised during this golf tournament goes to the special needs kids in our county uh, and our scholarship program. Uh, what the special needs program is, is in March of every year, we have a fun fair day event, um, per se, where the special needs kids in the schools uh, have, an op- have an option to take a field trip day. Mm-hmm. Get out of school, uh, the buses come get them, and they take them to the Ag Center in Murfreesboro. Uh, we have a petting zoo, uh, inflatables that they can play games, um, take pictures, uh, well, we have a magic show. I think last year we, it was the first year we did a magic show. The kids loved it. Um, it's just a fun day for these kids just to get out and just just have a good day. And that's what this golf tournament helps to fund. Absolutely. This golf tournament does nothing but fund that. Uh, pays for the buses if the schools are uh, need help with funds. Uh, pays for the magic show, the, the petting zoo. Everything we need to decorate, that's what that goes to. Now, how do people sign up to be in the golf tournament, which is... September 16th, you say? Absolutely. So if you um, are interested in playing in the golf tournament, you can uh, reach out to me. Um, my work number is 615-995-8919. Uh, if you want to be a golf sponsor, uh, a golf host sponsor, um, you can reach out to me as well. Are we also taking um, donations. Uh, we also have a silent auction on the, on the day of the event. Uh, the silent auction is a is a big big auction we have. Uh, we have anything from sports memorabilia to uh, country music singers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year in hand right now I have a Morgan Wallen signed guitar. Um, I have an Old Dominion signed guitar, and I just picked up a George Strait um, cowboy hat signed by George Strait. So we have good auction items. They come and bid throughout the golf tournament, and uh, all that money does nothing but go to especially these kids. Oh wow. Uh, is that a large segment of our student population, the special needs students? I wouldn't say a large um, percentage, but it's uh, something we... Pull, pull that mic up super close to you. All right, that better? Yeah. All right, so it's not a, a huge uh, percentage of our student population, but it's something that we um, in the SRO division over the years have um, become very passionate about, mm-hmm. uh, giving them opportunities for events like um, the uh, fun day that... Uh, Sergeant Cox was speaking of. Okay, so, uh, and once again, do you will the parents be involved with that uh, special event fun day? We usually allow the the, uh, the schools to make that decision. Okay. Um, so what what happened is is the, the schools have to send home a permission slip uh, to the students, and uh, we let we let the schools make that decision. Each individual school. Okay. Uh, so, and that's one thing too, if you have a special needs child and you've been homeschooling, uh, what is the procedure to get that child into the school system? That's a great question. So, um, if you are a homeschool, 
um, then you need to reach out to myself uh, and I'll get the information to you. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in the schools or not. I, I brought last year, I brought a um, special needs child from Williamson County who was my special guest of the day. I got to, and man, she loved it. Um, I got so many letters from her parents, her grandparents. Uh, is, we are not going to turn on anybody, whether you're in our school system or not. If you're a special needs student that's homeschooling in Rutherford County, um, reach out to me and I'll give you the information about it. Okay, at what time uh, is there an age that that transition is better? I mean, it looks like there would be an age that homeschooling would become a real challenge because uh, the topics get more difficult with age, I would imagine. Um, to kind of answer your question, I hope I'm answering it, um, but the age to come to the special needs event, we set them up in three different uh, don't call me, I think it's either two or three different times. We bring the elementary kids in first, and then we dismiss the elementary kids by lunch, and then the middle school and high school kids come in. So it, it's not so crowded, because there's a lot of students. It's not so crowded. So once the elementary students leave, then the high school students and the middle school students show up, and they get to enjoy that, that time. So we do two or three magic shows. Uh, the petting zoo's out there all day. I mean, they had, that last year they had a kangaroo come out. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, it's just a fun day. As far as age goes, if I'm not mistaken, Sergeant Cox, tell me if I'm wrong, but our um, special needs students within our county go from age 5 to 22? Yeah, I want to say it was like 22, 23. Okay. So, and when they finish schooling here, uh, are they? is it determined whether or not they're ready to be out on their own, or how is that determined? Foremost of all, it's a parent. It's, it's a parent thing. I've I've seen a lot of special needs kids that when I was in Esther Smyrna High School, what, 15 years ago, 14 years ago, um, they're working at Lowe's, mm-hmm. uh, Walmart. I see them all the time in Smyrna when I when I'm riding around. That's great. Going with my family, I'll, I'll run into them, and and they know. Trust me, they know everything about me. Uh, they'll tell me, "You still live at this house? Are, are you still doing this?" And um, so yeah, they're out working, just living life. That's great. That's yeah. great. So the training they get in school uh, helps them to intermingle better with others. Absolutely. Very good. So that's what it's all about. That's what uh, the golf tournament is for. That's what the special day out uh, that the golf tournament funds is all about. And so if you have any questions on those issues or the school resource officer program, text us those questions. And we're going to pause for just a moment and uh, check on the traffic weather and see what's happening around us. We will return. So stay right with us. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Sergeant Cox and Sergeant Jones with us today from the School Resource Officers Program. We'll be right back. Hey, hi, and hello there. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Fun lovers and truth seekers. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS AM FM online. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level 
Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. Good morning. It looks a little bit better now on 65 northbound in Armory where you had that stalled car and just slowing down that traffic. It's coming up from Brentwood, Franklin on 65 northbound as you come up from the south. They're still working with an earlier wreck and it slowed down that traffic pretty good in the Spring Hill area on 65 northbound where it connects with 840. Still a lot of traffic coming in from Wilson County right now on 40 westbound in the Hermitage. A Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out today online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see sunny skies here for this afternoon, high in the low 80s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy alone near 62. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. Hey, neighbor, when you talk, others listen. If it's on Good Neighbor Talk, keep it here. WTNS, AM, FM, online. And welcome back. Our good neighbor of the day today is Carla Alves. Carla receives flowers from our friends at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. That's right, Jenny Harrison and the family over there are going to be delivering those flowers to Carla Alves. And the person said that uh, Carla is always there helping when decisions that are being made are difficult. She's making those hard ones that help so many. That's a real good neighbor. Also, Grayson Manderson, who's seven years old, is our birthday winner today, winning that delicious banana pudding from Slick Pig Barbecue. Grayson Manderson. Welcome back. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. You can talk or text, whichever you prefer. 615-893-1450. We're talking about our schools today. Sergeant Cox and Sergeant Jones, both from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office School Resource Officers, uh, Resource Officers Program, they're with us. And uh, a person has just sent us a question. Uh, they want to know if you 
Uh, do the schools still teach drivers education? Um, all of our high schools uh, currently hold driver's education uh, within their respective high schools. Okay. So if, uh, if your child is telling you they don't, they're trying to slip away without learning that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what about uh, one of the big questions these days is school safety, after, especially after that tragic shooting in Nashville last year. I guess it really brought it home to us. We thought we were immune, but obviously we're not. No, sir. Um, it, it's really easy for us to, when things are not, when things are going well uh, within our communities, to kind of put the sheet over our, our eyes and forget that you know there's bad people in the world. Um, with the situation that happened in Nashville at Covenant, it kind of opened uh, everybody's eyes within the, our community. And um, currently this year, we just implemented a new safety protocol within our schools um, paired with uh, our central office and we have taught all of our um, teachers and student body uh, a more plain language um, emergency plan. Is it easy I guess easy to follow for students for teachers for everyone involved that's the secret to it being successful I would guess. Yes sir when uh, things get bad and and your blood pressure starts getting up during chaos, it's um, a lot easier when you speak plain English and plain language for absolutely the, the, our, our children in the community, but also our teachers that are not used or not trained under these situ situations. Now, with the, the different uh, languages taught at schools uh, and also spoken at schools, does that sometimes make it difficult to communicate? It does, but um, it also, like I said, you know, the first part of the year, all of our SROs and our paired with our um, teachers and our administrators at the schools go over and beyond to make sure that everybody's got a really good grasp and understanding of our emergency drills, no matter the language. Now, one of the questions that came up uh, at the beginning of the program was how the congestion in some of these school zones is rough because you have three different schools mm -hmm. in one zone. You have middle, oh, you have elementary, middle, and high school. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's economically a more efficient way to run the operation. Uh, does that also create, I know you touched on it a bit, but let's look at it some more, uh, some of the safety benefits yep. from that. Currently in Rutherford County, I guess we got Rockvale, uh, that's got all three uh, school systems in Stewart's Creek. I think that's the only three that have all three. Uh, and if you, well, if you, you got Siegel well, too. Got yeah, and Siegel, Blackman. Siegel and Blackman are all pretty close. So, uh, if you've been through those, if you've been um, had the misfortune to have to drive through there during the the uh, school traffic, you understand that uh, our our county is not getting any smaller, to say least. Uh, and, and those are never on really wide roads. It just no, seems like no, sir. Uh, so you'll get caught up in the traffic. Uh, but the good thing about it, when we can go back to safety, is uh, when you have three schools on the same piece of land, pretty much, you also have anywhere from four to five officers. Uh, so our response time to any incident within those schools is going to be a lot quicker than maybe a school that's out in the county by itself. So are you basically... I mean, you're, you're almost with that many officers in one 
geographic area, you're almost a, a police precinct in itself. Uh, we kind of look at it as uh, our own little town. Yeah. Each officer, we go to school every morning thinking, this, this is our town. So, you know, we know a lot of our community members within our school, uh, and that's how we look at it. So when you get the three schools together like that, uh, it's the same thing. So uh, I've had uh, the pleasure of working at Stewart's Creek for the last five years, and uh, all my officers there, we, we have our own little text message group. Anything that's going on at the school, it's as quick as push of a button, and we all know what we need to do. So, so you can get messages to the students. You can get messages to their parents. Well, we, yeah, we can, but while I'm talking the messaging within just the officers, so we know where to go. Okay. So, so now there is communication routes. The admin and the school systems can relay messages to the, the especially the parents a lot quicker. That's amazing the way people are able to communicate these days. Yeah, technology's took us away. Now, is, does it sometimes create some issues for you? I mean, do the parents panic? And rush to, to the school and add to the problem? Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm a parent myself, so I totally understand. But what it does is um, we've ran into a couple of situations over the last few years where we might have to evacuate a school, not because of an active aggressor. But it could be anywhere from like a gas leak or a threat of some sort. Um, so the kids get scared or nervous, and they absolutely, if they have their phone, they'll start texting their parents. And sometimes, unfortunately, our teachers will text their a spouse. And then what happens, it just creates a, a, a firestorm of messages coming in, which can actually shut down the tower where we can't get information out. So I understand as a parent, but if they could withhold from texting or calling their, their, their child, it would help us react a lot better. That's, of course, that's, I'm, that's, that's I imagine. That's easier said than done. I get that. <laughs> I imagine you talk, talk to the students at the beginning of the year and you say here's some things that may come up mm -hmm. uh but they don't remember those things when you get right down yeah, to get, the situation yeah, again. things get a little scary they tend to forget those things so uh and and we've seen schools on lockdown and and they probably wonder well why are they locking it down mm -hmm. that makes me worried uh, and and there may be a person who's escaped from uh who knows what yeah, it could be it, like we i mean just some situations we've had in the past um it could be like we might have had an armed robbery three blocks away in the county or, or within the city mm -hmm. and well that information gets back to us and what we'll do just as a safety precaution not that we're in a threat but safety precaution since it happened so close to the, the building we'll we'll lock it down make sure all the external um entryways are locked and entry cannot be made until Either that suspect has been caught or um, they pretty much know he's without, not in our general location. Now, th that brings up another point because I know whenever I have gone over <clears throat> to schools for meetings or things of that sort, the uh, security seems to be pretty strong. I mean, I'm never able just to open a door and walk right in. You have to tell them why you're there, and then I guess they check their uh, notices to see if your name has been cleared, and then they let you in, and when you go in, they ask for your driver's license, and they keep it until you leave. So that's pretty good protocol, I would think. Uh, does, do people still get into the schools 
even with all of those uh, procedures? Well, you know, unfortunately, we, we can relate back to the, the covenant uh, situation incident. In, that's uh, pretty Nashville. different, though. Yeah. That person was sh- shooting through, through the, the glass, glass to so get in. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Is as far as can they make entry? Yes. But as far as we, us here in Rutherford County, we, we make all the safety precautions that we can to keep that from happening. Obviously, if they decide to do what they did there, uh, it can happen, but it does slow the process down. Does that make sense? The so, thing that I think we have going for us here, possibly, if they tried to get into a school using that tactic, you would have, especially at one of these group schools, six or eight other people who are armed and knew what to do yeah very quickly so and and that's the secret to the whole thing Mm -hmm. there was there was no uh sro at that school i don't believe no not that day no uh and and you you spoke about a lot of it we have the magnetic door locks like you spoke of you have to hit a button um, and get on the intercom to speak to our office staff uh they'll verify what you're there for they'll let you they'll buzz you in uh and most of our schools are build a way that it only gives you access to the office you still can't make entry into the hallways some of our there's some of our older schools that you still can but for the most part once you scan in you go to the front office and then like you said they'll take your id they'll scan it through a system we caught uh it runs for some criminal checks on it on its own prints you off the sticker that i'm sure that you've got before um and then they'll pretty usually they'll escort you to whatever area of the building that you're going to Mm -hmm. so so with all of these safety procedures, <clears throat> maybe that's why we have had no real major problem here in Rutherford County. I, I think we're really ahead of the game. Yeah, we've always, <clears throat> excuse me, we've always been ahead of the game a little bit. Um, I feel like uh, we've got multiple national awards for how we run things, and, and a lot of other SRO divisions within the country uh, have actually mirrored their, their program after us, which is um, humbling. Uh, we're glad that to add that service, but we never, we're not complacent. So every year, myself and excuse me, these allergies are rough. Yeah, uh, (laughs) the rest of the supervision and some of our other officers training within our training committee uh, get together and talk about anything that we need to look at to improve on, so on and so forth. Now, what about there? There's been conversation about the state funding for more SROs, state funding for bulletproof glass. Uh, how, how much would that cost? I mean, I can figure, everybody can do a rough figuring on uh, SRO funding, but I've never bought any bulletproof glass. Is it quite expensive? What, do you what? want to say that? It would, it would, Typically, the, the glass they're looking at is, is not 100% um, bulletproof. It's a film that slows the entry down. So it allows the law enforcement or the SRO to get to that situation a lot quicker before they make entry. Um, we have to make sure these parents understand that this this film we're looking at in the county, now I'm not saying we're getting it because it is very pricey, but however, what's the cost on a child's life? Th- there's no that's cost. True. There's no cost because that's millions and millions of dollars. However... It's not like it's bulletproof and nobody can get in. They they're can, looking at just the front door, aren't they? Well, we, we've, we've got uh, quotes on the whole schools. The classroom windows, classroom windows. Everything. We've, wow. we've got quotes on the whole 
and then we're now looking at quotes on just a front entrance. Um, so it's it's very pricey. However, um, I want parents to understand it's not like um, it's bulletproof. Um, it's just going to slow. It takes right now if you go to the school and you try to do that, it took that national incident well less than a couple minutes to get in. This is going to take about five minutes to get in. So what it's doing is it's slowing their their time to get in the school that allows that SRO or that law enforcement agency to get there to to deal with that before they make entry to school. It sounds like a total renovation in the way the schools are yeah. looking. Absolutely. Uh, we may have uh, exterior walls around the schools or classrooms with no windows or, you know, who knows. Yeah. Uh, but th- that's, that's for future construction, I would think. Yes, and that's been brought up before about the windows. And, um, but there's a fine line there. Uh, we don't want our society to get to a point where our children feel like they're going to a prison. So if you go into, you know, the, the daylight and the sun and all that, they, the kids need that. The teachers need that. If, if they're just w- working in a, uh, a concrete room all day long, that's, that'd be kind of hard to do. And the other issue about that film uh, that people need to understand is, yes, it's, it's, it's very hard um, to get into a building that has that kind of um, safety film. But the issue there is it'll slow the, sl- uh, the bad guy down but it'll also slow our fire department and emergency response units getting in. If they don't have the key and they have to breach a window, they're going to have to go through the same process as the the person that's meaning harm. So it's as difficult using an axe to break the window, too. Those windows just don't want to break. They don't. It's almost like a hurricane film. Well, that brings another thing. (laughs) A tornado window. Mm Mm-hmm. Would would it be safer for that? It'd be more expensive. More expensive. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about a film instead of replacing the whole glass on a building. Oh, okay. it's a film it's, on. Yeah, the it's almost like a like the tent in your car, but it's thicker and it's made of a different material. Okay. Okay. I I think the public doesn't have a concept of what what is being discussed. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about new glass for all the windows. We're mm-hmm. talking a film that's stuck on the windows but makes it difficult to enter for everybody, yes. including firefighters if there's a fire, mm. uh, anything. officers, yes. So do they have this in other school systems, and how has it worked? Has that, has that slowed them down? I can't speak I, on that. I, I, don't know. I know everybody has looked at that. I'm yeah. sure there's some buildings out there that have it, um, but as far as um, – this you is know, a, how well it's working. It's safety of our children. We yeah. have to decide which way is safer. And yeah, the pros and cons yeah. of it. And, and that's why it's taking uh, a longer time is because we just don't want to put something up just because we want to test things out. We want to see companies that use it and, and, and make sure it's tested right before we put it up in our schools. The manufacturer, whoever comes up with the film that is the best, they've, they've got a big job i mean that's that's a big project for them but it's a a big financial reward for them as well so looks like they would be uh doing everything they could to show you that their product was the best and, and they are they're working with us is just time I, I know that's hardest thing as as sergeant jones and myself have kids in schools it's like, well time 
needs to be done. However, there's a process, and, and we want to make sure we do the right thing and put the right thing in for the safety of the children. So it's a process, and then no, no, the governor with that new law, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We have a few text messages that have come in. If you have a question or a thought dealing with this subject, uh, text us a question or your comments. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. The Dave Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW. Weekdays from 1 to 4 on WGNS. When it comes to your home, memories and sentimental value are priceless. Farrah Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other rooms. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Farrah Construction can turn it into reality. Call Farrah Construction at 615-893-6120. That's Farrah Construction. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Farrah Construction Company. We're at Adams Place talking with John Hood. John, what do you like most about Adams Place? Well, Bart, I guess what I like most is the personal attention that you get, the comfort and security and knowing that you're in a very outstanding place. What made you choose Adams Place? Well, frankly, I only looked at Adams Place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We'll see sunny skies here for this afternoon, high in the low 80s, north winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour, tonight partly cloudy and low near 62. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings at 810 on WGNS AM, FM, online. Welcome back. We're talking about the safety of our youngsters. The Rutherford County Sheriff's Office School Resource Officer Program is in our spotlight this morning. Sergeant Cox and Sergeant Jones with us. Don't forget the big golf tournament coming up September the 16th, 8 o'clock in the morning that day, September 16th at Cedar Crest Golf Course. And it all benefits uh, a special out, outing of for special needs children. And that is one of the big areas that the SRO works with. Again, the date, September the 16th. So if you're a golfer, you definitely want to be a part of that. And uh, Sergeant Cox, they just uh, give you a call. Is that right? That's all they need to do. That is correct. Yes, sir. How much does it cost? Um, the price of it is it's $100 per player or 400 a team um, to play in this year's golf tournament. Okay. 100 per player or 400 per team. Uh, that's pretty reasonable. I mean, that's a whole day of fun, too, and food, too. Absolutely. You get free food uh, after the golf tournament. There's going to be free food for you, and then 
just a good time to come and and you know talk and have a good time and then start bidding on the auction items we have very good so they need to do that and again how can they sign up uh, to sign up for the golf tournament you can reach me at 615-995-8919 um, if you reach out to me i can send you i can email you the flyer and the brochure so you can get signed up very good so let's uh let's get signed up give him a call and what was that number once again number again is 615-995-8919 all righty and uh lots happening with the rutherford county schools uh so many things happening decisions being made what do we do to make them safer uh and and like you say for people who are new to the area they may not realize we have one of the oldest school resource officer programs around we were one of the first this was way back and i mean so far back the guy who was the sheriff was truman jones and uh truman i'm pulling truman's truman did a show here on the radio for about 10 years uh and so uh, he's He's a, a great guy and has done so much for the community. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sergeant Jones, but I do believe this is our 30th, 30th year. year yes. Wow. 30th year at Road Division in Rutherford County. And we were one of the first in the entire United States. In fact, I remember Truman telling about how people uh, from other counties and other uh, states, too, would come to Rutherford County to see what we were doing, see how they could do it at their place. 100%. And even to this day, I mean, it was like two weeks ago, I got a call from uh, another county within our state asking, you know, how we handle certain situations. And so, like I said, you know, we take pride in that and uh, the knowledge that we've gained over the years, uh, some from failures. Um, but we've learned and, and, and be able to pass that information along to uh, local jurisdictions and other states is, is humbling. Here's a question from a parent who says, I am concerned that my child may be using drugs. I don't know this for certain, but what should I do to get them to talk about it? Or should I do anything? Um, it, reach out to your SRO. Uh, th there's a, um, a program that we're using right now through the uh, Juvenile uh, Center that's called Family Preservation Act. Mm -hmm. uh, or not Act, Family Preservation. Um, and they've got all kinds of resources that uh, they can give to the parents and the children. So, uh, like I say, just reach out to whatever SRO that is, and uh, they'll have the information for them. Okay, so the, it's important for the parents and the students to, to work together on it? Absolutely. Um, and if, if she's trying to keep it, you know, that she don't want her child to know that she's aware of it or he, um, once again, just reach out to that SRO, and he can kind of give them the information that they need. This is new territory for all parents. I mean, it's a scary area, I would imagine. Well, I don't, I don't say it's new. It's been, I mean. I mean, new for, you, for that absolutely parent. Absolutely, new for that parent. So, like, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about what Sergeant Jones said. The easiest way is to send an email to that SRO. Um, that SRO can talk to that parent, give them advice on what to do, um, show them resources where they can go to. Um, they can also, um, all those fields, they can also talk to the child. Um you know, it really depends on how much the parent wants that child to know. Um, but that SRO at that school, that's part of their job is to help assist and counsel. Um, we run off a triad, so that's part of their job. So they should be willing to help. 
Uh, got another question here from a listener. And what are you having? Gnats yeah, and stuff? Yeah, they was, yeah. <laughs> the gnats are a real problem this year. And we have people come in and spray for it too, but I think they hide. Uh, another question is, dealing with the expenses of drugs, how do kids get the money to do this with? I mean, somebody's I mean, bound to be making money. Working. Kids are very resourceful. Yes, they sure are. Uh, I've seen them. You know, I, I did many years at Rudolph High School, and I've seen them anywhere use. You know, at their lunch money. I've seen them trade, uh, like the TI eighty four the calculators that their parents bought them. That's right. I've seen all kinds of different things. Um, sometimes, you know, unfortunately, you got theft that comes in play, and yeah, see, they, they say they lost their calculator. They lost this. Well, technically, they didn't lose it. They just sold it to gather money, so the parents are buying new ones, and that's what's that's what's happening. So just be vigilant and, and make sure you're aware of what your what your child's doing, and um, that it's an easy way to cut that down. We're almost out of time, but uh, before we leave again, how can people get tickets for the big golf tournament coming up? So the golf tournament, you just need to reach out to me at six one five nine nine five eight nine one nine. Um, I will send you a uh, brochure, and you fill that out. You send it back to me, um, and we will meet up for a payment, and that will reserve your spot. Um, Again, that's September the 16th. That's Cedar Crest. And we thank you both for joining us today. Thank you, sir. Sergeant Cox and Sergeant Jones from the School Resource Officer Program, our guests this morning. Hey, have a super day.